Welcome to Restaurant Influencers. My name is Sean Walchef, owner of Cali Barbecue Media. Today's episode is presented by Entrepreneur Magazine and Yelp. And our title sponsor for this show is Toast, which is our primary point of sale partner. In life and in the restaurant business, we learn through lessons and stories. Today's guest is Chef Dave Critchley from Liverpool, UK, out of the Luban restaurant. You can find him at Chef Dave J on Instagram. Chef, welcome to the show. Thank you very much for having me. So one of the things that we love about digital media is it allows us to connect with people all over the globe. That's one of the inspirations why we started this podcast. Um, for the people that are listening that are new to the show or people that love the show, we, we like to find out a little bit more about you. And I'm going to ask you a, a random question to, to get some information out of you. So where in the world is your favorite stadium, stage, or venue? Okay. Um, favorite stadium has to be, as a lifelong Liverpoolian, uh, Anfield Stadium in Liverpool, home of Liverpool Football Club. Um, it's the greatest football team they've ever been. So, or soccer, <laughs> you guys call it, yeah. So that's Anfield, Anfield Stadium, correct? Yes. Yeah. And how many how many fans does Anfield fit? Um, it's around about 60,000 at the moment. It's about to be upgraded again. So we should be somewhere in the region of 65 to 70 within the next year or two. So, yeah, it's, it's relative. One of the biggest stadiums in the UK. Beautiful. A few, a few bigger, but non, uh, non, non quite as special as Anfield. So, so I'm going to yeah. take you on a hypothetical. I'm going to let's let's pretend I convince entrepreneur Yelp and Toast to sponsor a hospitality conference, a global hospitality conference at yeah. Anfield Stadium. Sixty thousand chefs, restaurant owners, hospitality professionals, all people that want to get better. And I give you the mic. I give yeah. you twenty seconds, two minutes to tell the chef Jay, the chef Dave story. Can you give yeah. me uh, two minutes? Wow, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, of course. So I suppose it all starts at the tender age of 15 for me. Um, I just popped my head into the local pub uh, and asked for a part-time job, basically, while I was in school. Chefing wasn't something that I wanted to do at that point. I was uh, really into my art and graphics and illustration and things like that. So... Uh, for me, hospitality then was just a little bit of money in my back pocket. So at the age of 15, I took my first job um, in hospitality, which was yeah, washing the dishes at the local pub, doing a little bit of the preparation, veg prep, peeling potatoes, that kind of thing. Um, and just instantly fell in love with it. Um, it was a crazy world for me to walk into as a 15-year-old. You'd never really seen anything outside his little bubble before. And if you can imagine, we all see the stories and, 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 and know what a kitchen's like, a working professional kitchen. Um, it's pretty badass. Uh, there's all kinds going on in there. I had to grow up really quickly for a 15-year-old. Um, I suddenly walked into this adult environment. Do you know what I mean? There was men, fire, knives, meat. Do you know what I mean? It was crazy. Um but I fell in love with the kind of hustle and bustle of the kitchen and um, learned everything I possibly could. So I stayed in that pub for, I think, about five years, uh, which kind of saw my journey right the way through uh, school, finished school, did my A-levels, went to college. And that again, that was doing art. I went to college to do art and I went to university 
to do illustration for children's publishing. So my, my aim then was still to be uh, illustrating and um, creating beautiful children's book images. Um, I still kept that kind of um, aspiration, that kind of talent and that skill, but uh, my head had been turned by kitchen by this point. It was like the camaraderie, the teamwork, the creating these dishes and pushing them out. Um, so as soon as I finished university with no other jobs available in the field I wanted to do, uh, I went straight back to the pub and went full time and was running the kitchen um, by that point because I'd been there for so long, even part time. I'd worked my way up to the top and I was running the kitchen. Uh, and then I didn't really look back from there. I wanted to learn. I moved on to a few places around the city. I got all my qualifications on the job to become a chef. Uh, it was something that I'd fallen in love with now. I kind of put all the artwork on the back burner, pardon the pun, and, um, and then just started learning and learning and learning and trying to work at the best places I could. Um, fast forward 25 years. Um, 25 years. And now dedication. I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've worked in uh, some of the top places in the northwest of the UK, uh, I've learned an awful lot and I uh, now have my own restaurant, which is incredible with a really cool story. Um, I flew out to China in 2019 and I uh, was working alongside some of the top chefs in China in, a, in one of the colleges, learning from them. And then they were taking me out every night to showcase the best restaurants I've ever eaten in, in my life, uh, really opened my eyes to what Chinese food could be. And now I am, um, we think, one of the world's first Western apprentices to a Chinese master chef that there's ever been. So one of the top chefs decided after meeting me that um, he was really impressed with my attitude towards learning and the skill set I already had. And he wanted to now showcase true Chinese culinary arts to me and I became his final apprentice which is a really big deal over in China uh, it means that when he finishes finally uh, I'll be his last apprentice I'm his last learner he passes everything to me all his wow. knowledge 50 years worth of knowledge uh, his books his recipes everything he's ever kind of achieved and accomplished comes to me now and it'll be my job to then kind of spread that knowledge out through my people and my networks to, uh, yeah, through the UK. So that's kind of a big deal. So I'm doing, wow. a, I'm doing modern Chinese cuisine now in the middle of Liverpool, UK, which actually has really strong ties with China, historically trade routes, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and Liverpool has the oldest Chinese community in the Eastern world, uh, sorry, in the Western world. So outside of China, uh, Liverpool has the oldest Chinese community, so it, it made a lot of sense and it all kind of fit in really nicely. Uh, Liverpool is my hometown, my passion, my city, and uh, I get to bring this amazing restaurant to them now. So we've been backed by China. They put the initial investment in. We've got this incredible, fantastic, modern restaurant now, wow. uh, serving up some really incredible, incredible Chinese food, which most people have never experienced. So. I'm sure you've been to a Chinese restaurant or had a Chinese takeaway, but the food we're doing is, is nothing like that. This is the food that I saw in Tianjin in northern China, and it was showcased to me by like the top chefs in China. So 
yeah, it's pretty special stuff. I'm kind of at the very beginning of my Chinese food journey, but um, it's going really well and people are really enjoying the food we're putting out. And um, brand new news, this is an exclusive to you guys. I'm starting work on my debut cookbook um, yes. this week. So the book awesome. will be out and it will be available all over the world. So, and that'll be showcasing the style of food that uh, we're doing at Luban Restaurant. So that's that's me in a nutshell, basically. That is incredible, and uh, I mean, what a, what an incredible honor for you to be able to be in your home city, you know, to bring the gifts of this master, you know, to to the United Kingdom. I mean, what an incredible opportunity for us. The reason why we started this podcast was through, you know, like we started the show. It's we learn through lessons and stories, and one of the things that we believe that there's never been a greater time for restaurant owners, for people in the hospitality space to share their story because of technology. Literally, it was through one Instagram post of yours that you posted with a hashtag using hospitality. So I follow the hospitality hashtag. It just happened to come up in my feed. I went on your profile. I started looking at the content that you were putting out and I found your Instagram lives. So you've been going live on Friday at 2 p.m. on Instagram live. Um, to talk about mental health in the hospitality space. Why have yeah. you been doing that? Uh, so it's something that um, <clears throat> kind of appeared on my radar. I've not necessarily, well, as far as I'm aware, I've never struggled badly with mental health, but I have seen people around me really struggling with it. <clears throat> uh, my social media platforms have grown quite dramatically over the last two years. Uh, for various reasons I have been pushing them hard like you said it is the time it is the age of social media and I've connected with a lot of people around the world and I've been speaking to a lot of people around the world so I wanted to use my platform to help other people as well so um, people will come to me who don't really feel confident about talking and and leave me with a topic and we will talk about the topic um, and those people can watch in their own time uh, anonymously um, no one has to be aware of who's the problem is or whatever and I'm just trying to take away all that stigma away from uh, mental health and uh, hopefully encouraging more people to come out and talk about problems and issues because I feel that is something that's been holding hospitality back for a long time is is the way we deal with problems um, such like mental health stress uh, bullying in the workplace. There's a lot of things that need to change to make hospitality um, a better environment and will encourage more people to come into the industry. It's been a really tough few years because of everything going on around the world. So hospitality needs to come back fighting and we need everyone we possibly can. So in my brain, if we can make it a much nicer environment, uh, historically, it, it has been seen as quite a really tough industry. Um, not nice at all. Not good if you've got any kind of mental health issue whatsoever. And I want to make it a nicer place. I want people to enjoy coming to work, enjoy being part of hospitality again, because, yeah, that's what's going to help us survive and move forward as an industry. It should be an attractive industry for people to come to. Um, yeah, you should want to become a chef or you should want to become a bartender or or even a, a manager or, or waitress, a career waitress. Brilliant, do you know what I mean? We need people like that. We need 
people who are driven and want to do this job and have a passion for it. So hopefully we can um, yeah, open the doors a bit more, put our arms around everyone and get them in and say, this is a great place to work. This is a great industry to be part of. And that way we grow. We grow as an industry and uh, hopefully we survive as an industry. So that was a lot of the, um, the, the thought process behind it. So every Friday we'll talk at two o'clock just for 15 minutes. We'll talk about one topic uh, that someone might have uh, yeah, raised to us or something that we think is really important. And that can be loneliness, that can be uh, drink and drugs related, that can be yeah, stress, that can be all kinds of things that are all associated with mental health. And hopefully by breaking down those barriers, we can encourage more people in. And that's it. <laughs> well, I, I love that. And I applaud you for doing that. You know, I'm a restaurant owner. I'm a bar owner. Um, I'm also a recovering alcoholic. We talk yeah. about alcoholism. We talk about recovery. We talk about mental health on our podcast and our content, because it is important for people to know that it's okay to struggle, you know, yeah. With this this stigma that we have and this this badge of bravery of of doing of cloping the restaurant and you know burning the candle on both ends and working 365 days out of the year you know th there becomes a tipping point you've seen it in your career I've seen it in my career and that's why I really applaud you and I, I hope that anyone that's listening to this podcast understands the amplification of technology to become the voice of the village to use a platform like Instagram the way that you are anonymously, you're giving people a chance to answer their questions, to have a leader in the community go out and talk about difficult topics that typically aren't talked about. Yeah. You know, typically, it's the badge of honor. Oh, you, you, know, you came into work hungover. And, you know, how many days in a row are you hungover when you're not actually addressing the underlying issue? So you know, thank you for doing that. What, what advice would you have to somebody that has an, has an Instagram platform and wants to start actually using it to, to, to get better engagement? So better engagement, it's just, um, I mean, like I said, I, I do it to try and help people. I think you know, first and foremost need to understand what you're doing it for. If you are trying to help people and you've got a good platform, then great. You know what I mean? That's, that's the thing we need to do. Uh, and that's just being yourself. Be yourself on social media, not hiding behind this false image or, or putting this image of what you want to be. I get that, I understand why, but I've always tried to be true to me. And then I find that people actually, um, they come to me, they flock to me because they like me as a person. I'm, I'm not sure why, but um, I'm just trying to be as real as possible. And I, I'm showcasing like good days at work, really bad days at work, um, when I'm really high after a great service and when I'm also feeling pretty low because it's been really bad and I'm not feeling it. And I, I, and I'm just trying to put it out there and say to people, I'm, I'm a normal human being. I'm, I'm as normal as you could get, do you know what I mean? Uh, and I find that's been really good for me. I have a lot of people that engage with me and say, oh, thank you for saying this, or thank you for doing that. And I'm like, I'm, I'm just trying to be me, do you know what I mean? These are my yeah. feelings, my expressions. Um, I don't have a false uh, image on social media. I've very much tried to be true to me. I try to break down a lot of boundaries. So yeah, there's a lot of chefs out there that just always have this face on it. It's everything's perfect and this is pristine and everything has to be right. And, and I'm like, you need to have fun when you're in work, man. Like lighten up a little bit. You've got to you've got to bring joy. You've got to be, yeah, you've got to be passionate. You've got to feel you've got to feel joy about what you're doing. You've got to be happy. Otherwise, what's the point? What, what are you doing it for? So my probably my piece of advice for people who want to engage or want to get more engagements is, is being yourself and, and yeah. 
don't be scared to showcase like the real you because that's far more interesting than this kind of fake false image so yeah just be you guys it's incredible incredible advice when i think of a kitchen or a busy restaurant you always think of all the the funny moments in the weeds you know when the shit is hitting the fan you know that those are the those are the times that that are funny when you can laugh at the chaos the utter chaos but that's that's really what people want to see you know it's you're giving them access to what's going on and that's the truth yeah the the biggest thing that people can do is lean into the truth yeah. Um, is there is there is there any particular challenge or obstacle that you're facing right now? Um, I suppose I mean right now in the UK we've got this situation where um, the COVID rate the, the Omicron variety of, of, of COVID has hit us. Um, COVID cases are kind of through the roof. I I was off last week. I got COVID and I had to isolate for ten days, and luckily that didn't hurt me in any way. It just meant I was isolating and. I actually got a nice um, time with the family, to be fair, even though we all had COVID. <laughs> it was nice family time and um, a little chance to kind of hit that refresh button and almost just stop. Uh, I'm a person that does everything all at once, all the time. <laughs> so, <laughs> so to be told, right, you have to stay in your house for seven days. Okay. Yeah, Bye. get a restaurant person or a chef. Get, try, to, try, try to keep somebody. It's not <laughs> us. It's always hard. moving, always it's moving, hard. always yeah, going, I'm all just, gas. <laughs> I, managed, I managed to get a lot of stuff done and spend time with the family, and that was really good. We hit that reset button. But what we found in the UK is so um, over Christmas time, obviously, hospitality, that's when we're trying to make all our money. That's when we're our busiest. It wasn't that busy this year round because everyone was worried about COVID. Uh, the government was coming out with kind of mixed messages. It was like, right, we want you still to go out, but if you do go out, be really careful who you're mixing with. And it was like, we were watching cancellations just plummet bum, 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 bum. we were uh, the bookings were just they were just dropping day by day we lost 25 percent of our bookings over christmas uh, so it was still a good month for us a positive month for us but it should have been so much bigger and better and now we're going into january uh and normally you want to be going into january on the back of a really big kind of christmas time you're riding that wave of like that was fantastic we made a lot of money and this time there's a lot more uncertainty. So hospitality in the UK is at like a real uncertain point at the moment. We know it's going to be a really tough year again. It's been two tough years. And we opened, specifically ours, we opened November 2019. Obviously by March 2020, we were locked down. So yep. probably, probably the worst time to open a Chinese restaurant <laughs> was, uh, was when we did. Yeah, so... Yeah. Um, but we just have to stay positive and we need to keep pushing on and we, and we keep, yeah, just keep driving forward and trying new things and trying to encourage uh, the public into our restaurants, showcasing that we're a safe environment. You can come and have fun and have your meal and be safe because we're following all the precautions. Um, so that's the challenge at the moment. It's just this uncertainty within hospitality. Um, certainly for our kind of hourly paid staff, they're kind of looking going, okay. Is there going to be plenty of hours for us? Is there going to be the tips there? What's going to happen? Um, And that's that's the hardest bit. It's the uncertainty. We don't know what's going to happen. We don't know if there'll be another lockdown. We don't know if COVID will get worse. It's you'd like to think that we're kind of getting towards the end of this now, but I mean, who knows? The scientists are saying one thing. The government's saying a different thing. We're just like, okay, we're just going to 
keep plugging away and doing what we do. Uh, and hopefully we're allowed to keep the restaurants open and, and keep trading properly because that's what we that's what we do. That's what we're trained to do. That's what we want to do. Uh, yeah, so that's our major challenge at the moment. Um, it's yeah, winning the public over and telling them that we're safe, everything's safe in our restaurant. And, and hopefully the COVID eventually does start to disappear and, and, and we learn to live with it and move on. And hopefully it doesn't impact us and the rest of hospitality too badly. One of the things that we like to talk about is making sure that people understand how important mentors are in your life. Um, as entrepreneurs, I know so many people that listen to this podcast are restaurant owners that are in the hospitality space, leaders and whatever they do. And one of the hardest things for leaders to do is to ask for help. Um, further on in my career, I started to ask for help, started to pay for coaching, started to get consultants to bring in. Who is your mentor and who do you look, look up to and what did they teach you? Oh, that's good. That's a good question. That's a tough one. So I suppose like looking back to my career, I've had several mentors and, and head chefs that have trained me and uh, I've learned from them. Uh, I always like to go back to my parents and say that I'd probably get my work ethic from my parents and um, they always worked their butts off to make sure that there was always food on the table for us uh, and we had everything we needed um, so it starts back there really parents kind of set my moral compass as well this is right this is wrong and I've always tried to to to, to live that way uh, more recently I suppose I've done the same I've reached out and I've got a coach now who I'll speak to once a week and it's more the fact that I have someone there just to speak to and vent yep. to and get stuff off my chest that so really is business me. coach or a restaurant coach he's more of a life Personal coach, coach life coach yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 um and it was him that kind of came to me and said he saw that I was doing lots of like stuff in the community and charity work and especially through lockdown we did a lot of work trying to get food to people who really needed it in the communities and he kind of said to me, um, I've seen what you're doing and I want to give something back to you. Do you know what I mean? He said, so So we actually, we speak to each other every week now. Uh, and he just kind of, I get everything off my chest. And, and that's been really good for me to help me focus as well. Yeah. So he, he is a trained business coach. Mm -hmm. uh, but his main priority for me is just making sure my head doesn't explode with everything <laughs> that's going on and trying to balance the restaurants and what's going on in hospitality and all the plans that I have moving forwards and also uh, family life and social life and everything else like that. So uh, he's been a very good guide for me um, in terms of just mentally resetting. Um, yeah. And I've got my directors my business partners we speak all the time uh and they are good guys and together we form a pretty formidable team so we're all learning from each other every day which is great so yeah a lot of people in a life and i think you should i think it is important like you said that you do ask for help and you do reach out because there's always someone who's better at you than something do you know what I mean? yeah. and there's always something that you can be learning from someone else whether that's your, your, your kitchen porter, your brand new kitchen porter who comes in and shows you the best way to wash a plate or whatever it is, stack yep. a plate. You may not have seen that before. And his way has just saved the company a few quid every hour, yep. do you know what I mean? Which, which yep. racks a lot of money at the end of the year. So whether it's that person coming in or this brand new whiz at business who's coming in to show you how to save millions or make millions, 
equally as important you're learning something from that person you're learning something from that one so my advice there would be um speak to as many people as you can and try and yeah uh, exchange knowledge with as many people as you can uh and that's how we learn and grow as as people i think so yeah that was quite that was quite deep wasn't it yeah <laughs> no that's good that's good and mentors are kind of everyone around me and that might sound a bit cheesy but there's always my family uh my friends my my uh work colleagues i'm always trying to yeah i, I lean on all of those people for support all the time yeah, no, that's definitely not cheesy being a curious no. person is knowing yeah. that we don't we don't know everything and we can learn from anybody that we oh, interact with but I, I love the fact that you have an accountability coach you know it's one of yeah. those things that until you have a coach until you pay for a coach until you bring a coach into your life you don't realize that you know, you're not alone and somebody's already been there, you know, you can bounce these ideas off of them and they can give you great actionable advice. Um, one of the questions I have is we obviously have partnered with Toast. Toast is our primary point of sale partner for our restaurant, for us to become a digital barbecue restaurant here in San Diego, our online ordering, adding our Grubhub, Uber Eats, DoorDash. We had to do so many things during the pandemic and we switched to Toast. We were on a legacy point of sale, Aloha, for 12 years. We switched to Toast. Is there any technology that you've implemented into your restaurant that's made an impact on your business? Um, technology, that's a good one. Okay, so I would say, um, I'd say I use Instagram a lot. Mm -hmm. I, use, yep. I use Twitter, I Twitter a lot. Twitter's far more kind of personal. Um, and I'll go on Twitter to have a rant all the time about everything. <laughs> <laughs> so if you have found my Instagram, go find my Twitter. It's yes, so, definitely um, go find his Twitter. We'll put links <laughs> in the show notes so you can Lots find his Twitter. Lots of rants about what's going wrong and Good. how government should be more accountable and stuff like that. But it's, it's always it's always professional. Uh, and then Instagram has been a massive one for us in terms of I understood the importance of Instagram years ago and, and certainly the last kind of two to three years have really been putting a big emphasis on content and creating so it's mad for a chef but i probably cooking is probably the, the least thing i do in my job anymore yep. do you know what i mean so i have well, i mean it's it, it i appreciate the honesty and i think yeah. You know, that's one of the reasons why I'm so excited about this podcast is because I get to talk to people like you that are inspiring all the, your entire community, you're teaching chefs, you're teaching other restaurant owners, you know, the ability to get onto a bigger stage, you know, to have a podcast with entrepreneur and with Yelp and the distribution that we're going to get, how many restaurant owners are going to hear this, but it's yeah. because you're willing to do what other people aren't willing to do. 100%. So many people take what they do for granted. Yeah. And so many people, you have to think somebody five years, like think of who you were five years before that, you know, no matter where you were in those 25 years of your journey, you know, every time you were looking up to somebody else, if you could make content for the person that you were five years before to yeah. say, Hey, this is how I did it. Yeah. Somebody out there cares, you know, wow. and the fact that you're giving people access to that and you're leaning into that. I make a joke all the time that when we get opportunities to be in a magazine or to be on the news to go, hey, Sean, can you go take a picture of you inside your restaurant, inside your kitchen? I'm not a chef. I don't cook the barbecue. I've got incredible pit masters that do yeah. the barbecue. If you want an accurate picture of me in our restaurant, it's me with my iPhone filming the, the actual pit master. Yeah, yeah. And that's kind of where I, 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 I try to kind of teach myself to take that step away. Um, I look more into like operations and look more at spending time with my managers and spending time with the social media um 
we have guys that will just film a little bit of content for us, but ultimately it's my job to put it in the right place and make sure it looks right. So 100% putting myself in out of my comfort zone, coming out of the kitchen, um, creating content, speaking to customers a lot more, uh, and yeah, being just out there on social media, videos, pitches, everything I can do to keep our brand alive and uh, viewable and in people's mind's eye. Through lockdown, I was determined as a brand new business and as a brand new brand, uh, I had to keep us alive because it would have been easy for us just to die after three months, lockdown, done, finished. Do you know what I mean? Yep. First year of business, restaurant closed, COVID, you know what I mean? So it was massively important for me to, to think outside the box. I did everything I possibly could. We, we started three new business that were offshoots of the restaurants. Obviously, we couldn't open as a restaurant, so we did online food, uh, banquets that you could order online, and they'd be shipped out all over the UK to heat at home, basically. We didn't do takeaway. Mm-hmm. You know, heat at home and, and that internet um, sales were, were pretty strong to be honest and it just kept us just taking over just alive uh, I set up like a local uh, independent supermarket we created as well which was mad using all my local suppliers that would normally be delivering to restaurants I spoke to them and I said, we need to deliver to people's homes. There is no restaurant. So you've got no business. I've got no business. Let's let's set this thing up and let's deliver. So we were delivering meat, fish, cheese, beer, uh, jam, cake, cheese, wine, whatever you can think of. I had all these local suppliers. We all came together. We created this local supermarket. And it helped a lot of people through lockdown because uh, I don't know about you guys over there, but in the UK, the supermarket struggled. They weren't ready yeah. for this. There was no delivery slots. The shelves were empty. It was just madness. Yeah. So we kind of came together and we served our community and we were using profits uh, from that business to inject back into the uh, community into kind of charitable donations of food packages to people who really needed it. And we won uh, some national awards for that, which was really nice. It wasn't why we did it, but, you know, it was always nice to be recognised. Yeah. It was just adapting we had to survive or die literally that was the black and white of it we either survived by thinking outside the box and doing everything we could or or we just lay down and died as a business because that closing after three months in year one was that would have been us done we'd spent yeah. all the money we had on setting yeah. the place up there was nothing left you know what I mean? so uh, so that's what we did and technology was uh, using social media. I was using so- every social media channel I had, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, throwing, uh, yeah. Are you on TikTok yet? I I have got a TikTok, but I haven't launched it yet. Okay, yeah. good news. We're, we're launching launch. it right now. <laughs> going to launch in January at the end of this month. So There we go. And a YouTube channel that will follow it as well. So it's, it's all about using every available tool you have. And social media is brilliant for us. It's just been, yeah, it's it's for for chefs out there who are good at what they do. You, you if you're not on social media, then what's wrong with you? Like you know what I mean? You have yep. to you have to grow. You have to learn how to marry your chef skills into also social media skills and, and putting the right message out there and showing the right images to people because. 
that's where it's all at. A lot of our business comes through our Instagram. People yep. see our Instagram account and they're like, wow, we need to book this. And they do yep. book this. And it's, yeah, it's massively important. So that's the technology we've used there. Uh, i tell you what, another good technology, uh, we have a system called Check It. And this does all of our due diligence, all of our temperature checks, all of that is fully automated. So there's a box on the wall, all these magical lights flickering away. And what that's doing is taking uh, and recording all the fridge temperatures in the building every hour on the hour and record wow. in a, in a, yeah, and it saves us so much time. There's a little like handheld pad, like a little mini tablet. You come in in the morning, you do all your opening checks. It, it gives you a list of everything. You do all those. There's another set to do kind of mid-afternoon. And then there's one in the evening time, a close down. And it all gets um, yeah backed up onto a cloud. There's no paper. Um, and that's been brilliant. That is not cheap to set up, but it has been worth its weight in gold because yeah. that is a serious bit of kit. That will save you a lot of time, effort. And also, we had our first hygiene audit. Um and we got obviously well, we got a five out of five, which is yeah, fantastic. That's yeah. what that's what you should. That's what everyone should be getting a five out of five if you're a, if you're a food business, as far as I'm concerned. But For sure. it is it is easy to not achieve that by just missing something, or you forgot to do your checks this day, or something out of place, and you won't get that five out of five. It's quite quite strict in the UK, which is great. Uh, but for us, peace of mind knowing that. All my fridge temperatures are sorted. If anything goes wrong, I get uh, I get an email alert on my phone to say, "Boom, this isn't right," and that saved me a lot of time and effort. So that's a great bit of kit. Um, cool. Yeah. We'll we'll put a link to check it in the uh, in the show notes. Yeah. That's awesome. Is there any uh, daily habits or weekly habits, personal or business, that you've implemented uh, recently that made an impact on your? Uh, personally, I just make sure I'm. Um, fit and healthy i've got a personal trainer uh i see her once a week uh i eat healthy um and that way is i can try and keep myself yeah mentally fit physically fit i don't i don't really drink i might have a glass of wine with the wife at home but i don't go and drink after work ever that's just something that i've i've seen how that destroys people and it's something that i've always said right now i'll go home at the end of the night even if it's been a busy night it will be right here's the beers for the staff that's one each <laughs> that's all you're getting yeah i'm off I'm, I'm home i'm getting in my car i'm driving home do you know what i mean because that's yep. not i want to be doing it's okay for them they're younger they have less responsibilities for me it's it's a no-no uh work-wise um we we kind of we're a four-day working week i think that's been really important for us we close three days a week and that enables all our staff to have proper rest time and downtime and also have a life outside of work. So, you know, hospitality, you know how it can consume everything. Even you don't have time to pay your bills. You don't have time to do this. You don't have time to get that fixed. You don't have time to do this. You don't have time to for your relationship. So we decided, right, four day work a week, Thursday to Sunday, Monday through Wednesday were closed. So most of our staff have those three days off. That's awesome. Rest rest recuperate and get your shit done do you know what i mean yeah. get everything done that you need to get done you've got half a week to do it and then you can come into work with a more positive attitude you haven't got stuff 
I need to get this done, I need to do that. You shouldn't have that worry anymore. And that's been really good, really positive. And I, I, I do see more and more restaurants starting to move towards that model now. Yep. You realise how quickly staff can burn out at doing these 12-hour days, 14-hour days every day. Yep. Uh, and especially with, with COVID and stuff, you're seeing the workforce dropping and everyone else has to pick up the excess. So... Yeah, four-day working week for the guys, that's been important. Uh, weekly meetings, making sure everyone knows what we're doing. We're all reading off the, the same hymn sheet. And I think that's given us a really positive outlook, really. Um, yeah, there's kind of little things, like there's always a message in the group every day to everyone, uh, making sure everyone's okay, telling everyone what's coming up. It's that communication, I think. Everyone needs to feel part of the business. Mm-hmm. You're part of what's going on. Because there's nothing worse than someone saying, oh, I didn't know anything about this, or I don't get told anything. Okay, well, here it is. It's all here. You've all got it in your hands. Yeah, yeah. you're part of the business. Uh, and making people feel part of the business kind of empowers them and, and makes them feel like, yeah, I want to do this. I want to push on. So so that's it for me. Is Health has been really important. Staying fit and healthy. If I can stay fit and healthy, then hopefully that comes across in my work. I'm always fighting i'm always up for it i'm always full of energy uh and that comes down to yeah eating properly trying to sleeping properly where possible <laughs> and uh and just trying to stay as fit and healthy as possible and then for the team it's yeah try and give them a nice space to work in that's that's what we try and do make them feel part of the team and give them time off that they need so yeah does that cover the question that is no i mean the like I said, the reason why we started this podcast was to connect with people all over the globe in the hospitality space and restaurant space and just let people know that you're not alone. And literally, we have the greatest gift and it's in our pocket. You know, that smartphone connected you and I together that got you on the show. Um, there's people that are going to listen to this that have restaurants all across the world. And, you know, if they get inspired to go on Instagram live and to start talking about mental health, you know, then then we win. Then this podcast is winning. Um, so for me, you know, the the work that you're doing at Luban, you know, in Liverpool, uh, it's inspirational. It's inspirational and the technology that connects all of us together. Um, it, it's really it's inspiring. So. I'm grateful for you for coming on the show. Um, it's at Chef Dave J, um, and it's at Luban Liverpool. We will put links to all of his social handles in the show notes so that you can connect with him. Um, and definitely, if you're in Liverpool, make a booking so that you can come and check him out. Um, and if we ever get that conference, that hospitality conference, uh, in, in, yeah, in, make it happen in your stadium. <laughs> uh, I'll make it happen. Don't don't uh, don't disc, don't discount the little barbecue shop in San Diego. I'm oh, doing big much. things. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you guys want to connect with me, it's at Sean P. Walchef um, on Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn, all of those profiles. And you can visit restaurantinfluencers.media if you know someone you'd like to nominate for the show, if they're killing it on Twitter, if they're doing a phenomenal job on writing a blog on Medium, um, you know, maybe they're great on TikTok, whatever they're doing, no matter where they are in the world, we want to share their story um, to inspire other restaurant owners and hospitality professionals. So, chef. Dave, thank you so much for your time. Please oh, keep uh, keep in, keep inspiring the hospitality industry. We're grateful for your leadership and we appreciate your time. No, thank you so much. It's been brilliant. I've really enjoyed it. So yeah, thank you for reaching out. Absolutely. All right, my friend. Thank you. Take it easy.
On Restaurant Influencers, you will learn how to share your brand story online from the best smartphone storytellers in the restaurant and hospitality space. Powered by Entrepreneur Media and Yelp, our weekly show will explore the creator economy ecosystem so that you can find opportunities for your food business to grow. Thanks to Toast, our primary technology partner at Cali Barbecue Media, for not only sponsoring this show, but for helping restaurants become digital first businesses. If you want to learn more about why we switched from Aloha to Toast after 12 years in business and how Toast can help your restaurant become a digital first restaurant, please send us a DM today at Sean P. Walchef, S-H-A-W-N-P-W-A-L-C-H-E-F. Thank you.